The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You know what? It's Monday. And that means it's time for another edition of The, the Hoot. Hoot. Uh, joining us this week, Rob Roach, Director of Insight and Economic of Economics Research over at ATB Financial. Hey, Rob. Hi, and greetings from the fourth greatest city in the world. Yeah, well, you I know, read that. we're saying hi from the best yeah, city in the well, world, really. so there you go. <laughs> yeah, four is pretty good. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I know you wanted to talk about that specifically, and we oftentimes on this show do do those lists and get listeners to guess at who might be number one and that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, you want to talk specifically about this number four. So is that, I mean, on the surface, it's a great thing for Calgary, right? Yeah, so the the Economist Intelligence Unit, which is a group of pretty smart people, they put together this annual list of the most livable cities in the world. And Calgary, where I'm calling from, um, came in number four. And it really is great news. You know, um, and it's not just great news for Calgarians, because I think it gives people a chance to say, hey, Canada, and hey, Alberta, there's something going on there. There's some great places to live. And I really do hate to be a buzzkill, but... (laughs) When you really start to look at how these lists are put together, including this one, it raises just a lot of eyebrows. And, you know, we could just as easily be number one or number 40. Um, It's really subjective. So what was the methodology that they used for this? Well, they look at 30 different indicators, which sounds impressive. And and I don't want to suggest that it doesn't have any meaning. But when you start to look at it, it does, you know, like I said, raise some eyebrows. 26 out of those 30 are subjectively determined by experts um, in London or someone who has visited the different cities. And it's things like quality of the road network. That's important, but, you know, it's a subjective sense just on the basis of a couple people, not any hard data, you know, that they think the road network's pretty good or they think you have good housing or they think you have a low level of corruption. Um, And even some sort of stranger things like, you know, the level of censorship, which doesn't even really apply in a place like Calgary, Edmonton. So that's one issue. The second issue is some cities aren't even included. They're not even evaluated. And that includes, unfortunately, Edmonton. And we've certainly run across this before, as have Calgary, because Edmonton's been named the best at this or that as well. And it is funny. When I saw your topic, I I thought back to one I saw a few years ago um, where they said uh, they, they rated Edmonton very high in entertainment value, uh, but they talked about an area of the city that has nothing to do with entertainment. It was like they just got it completely wrong. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that, that highlights the problem. I mean, especially trying, trying to cover 140 cities, which is the number they do include in this particular list, that's a lot of ground to cover, a lot of different variables to think about. And that's why I think you just, we need to be careful when we see these because it's fun to, to look at them and it does highlight, you know, uh, that there's great places to live in Alberta. But cities like Edmonton, Dallas, Liverpool, Mumbai, New Orleans, Phoenix, the list goes on. They're not even included, not even considered. Uh, not, not to mention smaller places like a Lethbridge or a Red Deer, you know. So it's interesting, but I think people are making some really, you know, potentially significant decisions like where to move to or where to maybe move their business and I hope they're not basing it on something as subjective as one of these lists. Well actually shouldn't you hope that they are? I mean <laughs> you can throw out the stats but if Calgary came in fourth and gets international attention that's got to be a good thing. It is however you know the next year or a different survey or a different study and Calgary's not on the list and we're 
you know, and rightly so, we'd be quick to point out that, hey, that's not a very good, you know, uh, methodology. That's why I think we should be a little bit careful when, when we are on the list, not to get too carried away. Um, it's just, you know, it's one of those things, you can't have your cake and eat it too and complain when you're not on the list, <laughs> but celebrate when you are. Um, but with that said, I do think they're right. Calgary, and I would put Edmonton <laughs> right equal with Calgary. I love There you go. <laughs> you know, well places. played, Rob. <laughs> uh, you know what? If it brings some more attention to uh, the, the province, to the country, uh, I'm all for it. And I guess that's why we should give a hoot. Absolutely. And, you know, the more we can do to say how great life is in here, Alberta, and get people moving here, it's all to the good. Yeah, you know, I, I was trying to think of the survey that I was trying to remember, and it wasn't this one, but you know the annual survey, and we always talk about it here on the show. It's once a year, and it's the best washroom oh, yeah. in Canada, yeah, yep. right? It's a Canadian study, but you have well, to submit... that you need to know. Yeah, yeah it is actually well, interesting. You know I've, what? I've got to be honest with you. I think over and above the survey you're talking about, I am more likely to act on the survey that I'm talking about, because if you happen to be going through, like, white court, and you think... Hey, Hey, we should go to that gas station and see that see that uh, washroom that we read about. I, I'm not sure that if I'm, you know, in New Orleans, I'm like, you know what? Screw Mardi Gras. I'm going to Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what, what people might might find interesting when they're when they're a tourist. But. Let me True tell enough. you something. Good, clean bathrooms in New Orleans. Hard to find. Very hard. Yeah. And important to know about. <laughs> Rob, thanks for this. I guess we have Todd next week. Todd is back next week talking about the economic update. All nice. right. Sounds great, Rob. Have a great week. Thank you. Hey, a big congratulations to Nicole, who correctly identified uh, You're the Inspiration as that Chicago tune, making her way to the concert at night with Chicago, September 5th at the Jubilee Auditorium. We'll do it again tomorrow 25 or 6 to 4 we'll play a tune and we're doing that all week we are so by thursday i should understand it. you should get it ah no problem at all uh hey speaking of entertainment and i think you just were because certainly chicago is pretty mm. darn entertaining mm-hmm. um this is one of those you read it and then you read it again and you go did i did i read that right mm. so you know how uh, when a movie opens in the theaters and they give you the box office yes. total right like 200 million dollars right. yes and, and you know they compare it to other movies and uh, give you an idea of just you know if this is a blockbuster bound or if it had the biggest opening of the year or that kind of thing so kevin spacey and you know he's been in the news recently but not in the best Mm-mm. of uh, light uh, he has a new movie out and uh, it's called The Billionaire Boys Club. And it uh, debuted over the weekend. It opened this uh, past weekend. And um, the opening night box office was $126. And mm-hmm. I said $126 on its opening day on Friday. So if figuring that a movie costs, costs 20 about, bucks. Yeah, 10, 12 bucks. We'll say, you know, American probably, right? Uh, that means roughly 10 to 12 people went to see it. And, and it turns out an equal number went to see it again on the Saturday night. So there could be a possible couple of possible explanations for that. Uh, one could be that people didn't want to see a Kevin Spacey movie. Um, the other could be that it was actually released on video on demand last month. So maybe anybody who wanted to watch it has already watched it. Yeah, and isn't usually that uh, movies that go to video on demand first don't do as well? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. But I think it probably has a lot to do with 
Kevin Spacey. It got a score of 13%. Well, and here's the other reason that it might not be a good movie. It got a score of 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, the movie made an additional $162 the second day. So I said uh, I did that wrong. So 126 on Friday, 162 on Saturday. So it's now got a a weekend total of $425. That's probably not going to pay the bills. Probably not. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Do you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about um, that uh, fella who was walking by a waitress in yeah. a in a in a restaurant in a pizza and, place, right? Uh, and um, allegedly touched her butt, mm-hmm. grabbed her butt. And Said he she, was trying to warn her yeah, that he yeah, was behind, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she turned around and just dropped him. She just, you know, what are you doing? Turned around and the guy was on the ground. He's mm-hmm. been charged, all that That's sort of right. stuff. Uh, interesting video out of New Orleans and it's uh, at a bar right on, on Bourbon Street and actually if 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 you've been to this bar, if you've ever watched uh, Bar Rescue, yep. this bar has been uh, on Bar Rescue. John Taffer went in and he went redesigned in. the bar. That's right. And uh, what was it? It's called uh, Saints or something, Spirits and Saints or something like this. Anyway. He changed well, the name to that, but yeah. Uh, one of the things that they have in this bar is um, like a, a dentist chair or a haircutting chair. And I forget the whole story, but there's a whole story that goes along with it. And you lean back in it and you can get shots poured down your throat. See, and I know the story because I remember the episode of yeah. Bar Rescue. It was previously a barber shop. That's right. And uh, it was supposedly haunted. Mm-hmm. So he renamed it to Spirits on Bourbon. Mm-hmm. The idea being that a double play on the word because, of course, you buy spirits there, but there's also a spirit there. And Spirits he, on Bourbon. Yeah. Right. And he took the, um, the uh, barber chair that was in the back room not being used and put it to the front mm-hmm. in the window. So anyone walking by on Bourbon can see uh, somebody sitting in the chair and a waitress or, or waiter giving them a shot. And it was to, the idea was to draw people into the bar. So a guy... The guy who was getting the shots, mm-hmm. uh, his buddy was uh, filming this, and uh, the waitress is there, and she's pouring the shot down his throat, and uh, a woman, mm-hmm. uh, another patron of the bar, comes up and just smacks this waitress on the butt. And there's no uh, confusing as to whether or not, like in the oh, pizza no. example, oh, no. where he said, oh, I was just warning her I was being... No, no. She came over to slap her slap the waitress. You could see her walk, kind of yep. walk into the shot and kind of look. And people are Having standing a good around. And she yep. just hauls off and uh, smacks this woman, uh, the waitress, on, on the butt. And the waitress, without even knowing what it was, just turned around and just gave it to her one, too. Short, just slightly short of a haymaker. Like, it, yep. it was not a fist. It was an open hand. But she didn't hesitate. She turned... And slapped this woman hard, pushed, like she fell backwards, didn't fall to the floor, but she fell, and the surprised look on her face. And that's what is stunning to me. The surprised look? It's the surprised look on the woman's face who smacked this, who who hit this woman, thinking that it was, number one, okay to do so. I don't know, maybe, why? You don't touch anybody else like that you just don't it was just so insulting there's no consent there nothing see i think it's disgusting and i'm I'm just gonna put my own biases out there for a little bit to be criticized i think that most women 
understand that completely. You don't touch somebody without their permission. I think the confusion for men in this case is that we assume when women talk about unwanted advances that we're talking about a man making an unwanted advance and we're suggesting that it's very unfair because men generally bigger and more dominant than women that they're having their way with the woman against her will so that's the perception people have of this sort of incident and when you see a woman touch a woman and maybe women are confused about this too this woman certainly was when you see a woman touch a woman uh, and 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 get a pushback from it you sort of take you go oh that's not how I pictured that scenario but it only takes a second to go but that makes sense mm -hmm. nobody touches anybody mm -hmm. right without their permission it's just that it's not what we're used yeah. to seeing right and, and it's funny because she is definitely the woman who gets slapped uh, who gets slapped back is shocked and i'm sure the what instigator she's, the woman yeah yes the instigator and i'm sure she's shocked because it's a bar it's a party atmosphere it's, it's on bourbon street it's... uh this woman's uh dressed um, you know, is it fair to say provocatively? It doesn't, it doesn't or matter. I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> she just has a pair of uh, yes. a tight pants on a tight top. Tight, tight, She's working uh, in a, a bar crop top ones. and tight pants. Yeah, doesn't matter. And I know that doesn't matter. But I can see where this young woman, and I'm not defending her at all. Believe me, I can see where this young woman thought. Well, that's. The spirit of what's happening here though right and that's why she's shocked but every time an incident like this happens whether it's man or woman i'm back to my feminist daughter maddie who told me years ago i could walk down the street right. naked and no one has the right to touch me that's right and i always remember her saying that you can learn so much from your kids and and so in this particular case the fact that she's working at a bar the fact that she's wearing the uniform the fact that she's pouring a shooter down a guy's throat who by the way consented to it in no way is an invitation to be touched no. in no way i think it's the woman on woman thing that most guys are like sort of uh, just surprised by at first because you would think the other side of it is you would think a woman would know that right yeah. you would think one I'd, woman I'd would like know to think. yeah so it's but a real you know sisterhood but, violation. But you know what? I had this conversation. I was at a conference last fall, and I was uh, having this co this conversation with an older woman. She was probably early 60s, 60-ish. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she said to me... Well, I mean, you do your hair nice, you you wear makeup, and you like to dress nice. Of course, you want the attention. Of course, you're you're looking for, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And I looked at her and said, I could be wearing exactly what Maddie said, on standing on the end of that bar, and no one has the right to touch me. So listen, address this, because I knew this was going to happen, and we've I've already answered a couple, but now we're getting more. But if you keep rolling the video, the waitress rubs her boobs in the face of the guy, so I don't think it was so innocent. So let me stop you there, and you can say whatever you want, Jay. First of all, he consents by being in the chair. He knows what it involves, so he has consent for to be touched by her. That's what's lacking in the other touch is she didn't consent. Mm -hmm. As far as being innocent or not innocent, again, that that's not... The waitress agreed to do that. The guy agreed to have it done. There's an agreement between them. Consent is both ways. There's no consent for the other woman to come up from behind and slap her on the bum. That's what the difference is. Proud of you. Thank you. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.